Hey everyone, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles. I'm your host, Marge, and you know what I'm here to do? I'm here to help you take control of your high life. And what does that really mean? Well, what that really means in my mind is that when you can make tasty and effective edibles at home, you're not only knowing exactly what it is you're putting into your mouth and body, you're controlling the dosing as well, and you're saving yourself a fuck ton of money. And who doesn't like that? That's what taking control of your high high life means. Now, I'm in Canada, and they did recently legalize edibles for the commercial market. And I think I mentioned this on a previous episode that uh, that doesn't really excite me all that much because a lot of the edibles that I've had from the legal market have been pretty disappointing. Now, I think that's because I didn't really know my dose yet in terms of milligrams. And really, now that I've been playing around with that a lot more, I'm really starting to figure that out more. So when you eat a 10 milligram gummy worm and it doesn't do anything, well, there's room for disappointment. But knowing what I know now, I might eat a few more than that. I'm still figuring it out. Canada's still figuring it out. They have a long way to go before the system works to the best for the best uh, consumer experience. And I think that's definitely going to lend itself towards the edibles as well. They've got a lot of things to figure out. And in the meanwhile, why fuck around, guys? Just make your own. It's not that hard. And you don't necessarily have to be some fucking Martha Stewart in order to make good edibles. I'm here to tell you right now, as a self-professed home cook, sometimes lazy stoner, I don't want to be slaving away in the kitchen all day trying to trying to make some edibles or recreate some some epic thing I saw online. I just want something that works. It's fairly quick. Occasionally when I'm really feeling it, I might get into something a little more complex. For the most part, I just want something simple and effective. Isn't that what we all want out of life? Things to work the way they're supposed to work. And having said that, I've been having some te- technical difficulties on the website front that I've been trying to put together for you guys. It's not been going so well. That's so far been a whole clusterfuck because apparently I'm better at making edibles than I am at doing the web shit. So I will figure it out. I'll figure it out eventually. But in the meanwhile, the landing page I had for Bite Me Podcast has changed to bitemepodcast.weebly.com. So if you want to be automatically entered for some giveaways once that website goes live, or just to find out when it does go live and access the wonderful resources I'll be putting together for y'all, then you can go there. Or if you choose and you find it easier, just shoot me an email at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. And don't worry, that will come around again at the end of the show, but bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. So if you want to be notified when the new website's live, if I ever figure it out, just you can shoot me an email there too. I'll still enter you in the draw for the giveaways and stuff so that you don't miss out because there's nothing more frustrating uh, than technical issues. I'm sure that that's something we can all agree on. In any case, let's let's get on with it to episode 16. I've got something special for you all today. I have another story, this time coming from Brianna. Brianna isn't here with me today. She graciously offered to record this story for me and I'll be sort of interspersing it within this episode because I was kind of present for part of this story. Not all of it because if I had, I probably would have 
had plenty of words to say as far as as what she was up to in my kitchen. I would have definitely had some things to say. First of all would have been the advice that we've probably all heard ad nauseum now, but sometimes good advice gets ignored in all aspects of life. But that advice, go low, go slow. When you're dosing edibles, trying them out for the first time, less is more. You can always eat more. You find one cookie's not enough, eat another one. No one's upset about that. If you have to eat three or four gummy worms or whatever it is you've you've bought or made or whatever, great. But what you can't do is undo the damage you've already done. And this is a tale. A couple of young ladies getting frighteningly high, but uh, being able to laugh about it a few years later. Hi guys, my name's Brianna. <clears throat> Excuse my voice right now because I'm not feeling very well. Um, I'm super excited to be here today on Bite Me Podcast, uh, especially as I have been a, a uh, avid supporter of Margaret's Edibles for a long time, having had the amazing opportunity to taste test many of them myself. <laughs> and she asked me if I had a story that I could tell. This story immediately came to my mind. It's the first time I ever made edibles with my best friend at the time. I think we were in grade 10. I don't know how old you are in grade 10, but it was, yeah, so like 16, 17 about that. And I had never, obviously had never made edibles before, so I wasn't sure how to dose them. And so we're like making it, I'm like mixing everything together. And I put eight grams of weed in the, in the butter that I made back before we had a magical butter machine and I was making it on the stove like a peasant. Um, yeah, so I did that. And then I made this amazing, delicious peanut butter banana bread. Um, and not thinking of what I was doing while we were making this, like, you know, when you're making, you're baking something. And of course, like you have to eat the leftover batter on the bowl. Like you can't just like throw it away. That's such a waste because it's so delicious. So we were doing that, not thinking that there was obviously weed in the batter even though it wasn't baked yet like obviously there's still weed in it if it's in the butter uh, I was like so dumb at the time and we were I'm pretty sure we were also um like smoking tokes while we were baking it too and so by the time the banana bread was ready we were already pretty stoned and we couldn't help ourselves and we ate like so much like we started with one piece we went back upstairs like had a good laugh and then we were like mm, well that was like pretty good and so we wanted to go up some more and essentially, we kept doing that until we had eaten the entire loaf of the banana bread, all eight grams. Meanwhile, my husband and I were meeting friends for dinner at a local restaurant, actually. It was within walking distance. We were planning on having some drinks. These friends were friends that lived in our neighborhood, so it was pretty handy. And this banana bread smelled amazing you know that smell when you have something like fresh baked bread and your house just smells like a bakery how do you resist that that's my question well you don't you cut yourself a slice now as she recalls the story we didn't realize they were edibles I think I do recall that they were edibles, but I was pretty new to edibles myself at the time. I hadn't experimented with them too much. I've certainly never made infused banana bread, or nor ha had I before. What gave her the wherewithal to try something quite so highfalutin? I don't know, but, but I had no way of knowing how much was in this stuff. No way at all. 
she probably had obviously no idea. So I cut a slice for myself and for Chris. Our friends came to the door. We off we went. I think we were going to a local restaurant, like I mentioned, that we could walk to to watch like a sporting event of some kind. I kind of forgotten that I'd eaten this banana bread. I always notice when the edibles are coming up, when I start to feel a little warm, I start to feel a nice warmth about my body. And that's what tells me that they're, that they're starting to kick in. But at the time, I didn't really understand that feeling or what was happening. And I think that's because, well, I know that's because I didn't have that much experience with edibles at that point. I had made very few. I tried very few. I was still just at the beginning of dabbling. But we're sitting in this restaurant. We're having a good time. There's four of us. We're probably having some food. It started to creep up on me. And then before long, the sound started to change a little bit. It's almost like I was underwater. You know, that sound in your ears when you're underwater and, and, the light started to twinkle a little brighter and I realized at that moment that, oh yeah, I'd eaten this banana bread, this slice of banana bread. And I look over at Chris and it was pretty clear that he was feeling the same way as well. I think it wasn't long after that that we decided we had to get the fuck out of there. I'm not sure we finished watching our sporting event because we started to get pretty high. Now, fortunately, this wasn't a scenario like Brianna's tale. This wasn't a scenario where we got too high. We actually ended up having a really great time, but we were pretty new to edibles and we felt compelled to leave after we started to get really high because I just wasn't comfortable in this environment. But boy, was the walk home ever funny because we pretty much laughed our asses off the whole way home. So that did have a good ending. When we got home, however, we were shocked. Why? Because the banana bread that had been left out on the cutting board when we left to go to the restaurant was completely gone. Chris and I looked at each other and we thought, what the hell? Because we were pretty high from eating this single slice that we each had. And we were just trying to do those mental calculations. Like, how high could those two possibly be right now? And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that is... The highest I have ever been in my entire life out of any drug I have ever done. Um, I don't even know how to describe. Like, I woke up and I was stoned the next day. And I just, yeah. I remember there was some kind of, it was a holiday. Because my aunt and my little cousin were, were over at my house. And I came downstairs and I remember my aunt saying that she thought... Like, this was later in the day. This was in the evening the next day. And my aunt thought that I was stoned. And I wasn't, but, like, I just was so out of it. I had, like, a weed hangover. I don't know if any of you guys have ever had that. When you've eaten too many edibles and you wake up the next day and you're like, whoa. (laughs) But, yeah, that's what happened. And the icing on the cake of the story is that my parents um, were going out to dinner with a friend that night. um, And... Uh, I left the banana bread on a cutting board in the kitchen downstairs just to cool down. And they should have assumed that there was weed in it because I never bake. I was I only just recently got into cooking. So for me to like just whip up banana bread was really out of character. And so they both ate a piece. And <laughs> when they come back, like, because halfway through their dinner, they, they realized, like, obviously, they're like, oh, <laughs> that was an ordinary banana bread. And so... 
when they get back and they see that the entire loaf is gone they're like oh my god and i remember they just like come upstairs and knock on my door and they see me and my friend just like lying on the floor rolling around laughing or just being like uh like super out of it um so yeah that the moral of the story is don't eat a whole loaf of banana bread that has eight grams of weed in it yeah so um hope this stops you from making the same mistake or the moral of the story actually could be if you love banana bread don't put weed in it if you can't stop yourself from eating the whole thing because i freaking love banana bread and that i should have known right from the start (laughs) brianna's story is interesting again because it's just also a good reminder that it's really important to label your stuff at home as well so you don't have people who are cutting the banana bread without realizing what it is that they're getting themselves into if her version of the story is correct and that we didn't realize very important to label your stuff so it's like all these lessons that we've been talking about week after week are finally coming together in this one wonderful story about about banana bread of all things But it's also a good idea to remind yourself of different methods to help you come down if you do find yourself in one of those situations. Having that CBD oil on hand, which I actually do have some. I managed to pick up a CBD uh, oral spray. So if you have one of those scenarios where somebody's gotten themselves a bit too high and they're finding themselves anxious, a quick, easy spray. You don't have to smoke anything. So that, having chewing on the peppercorns, just taking deep breaths, all those things to help you come down. Sometimes good old-fashioned sleep is the only thing that's going to do it, though. So I really appreciate Brianna sharing this story. I do. uh, It does make me chuckle sometimes when I think about it, because I do remember, I think, walking into her room or knocking on the door and walking into her room and seeing these two rolling around on the floor laughing their asses off as they were probably getting progressively higher and higher because she did tell me she woke up the next day and was still high. I had no idea. But what kids will get up to when you're not looking, right? So in any case, I appreciate you listening. If you happen to have any stories that you would like to share, which I mention every single week, I know, but I would love to hear from you. And it can be a, a, a good story too. It doesn't have to be, oh my God, I got too high and whatever. It could just be something funny that happened as well. You can always record it too if you want. If you have an iPhone, you can record it in something like voice memos and send it to me too via via email as well at as I said I was going to mention again bite me podcast at fastmail.com so you can always send me anything there if you have questions if you have comments anything like that I love to hear from people brings me great joy and usually when somebody emails me something like the listener Q&A that we did or anything like that, I'll send them a little something for contributing to the show because I am so new. Having people help me to contribute to the show is means the world to me. Now, the first five people to send me an email with a question, comment, story, anything like that, that I can use on the show in any way, shape or form we'll get, are you listening? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? We'll get a couple of organic, vegan, gluten-free cannabis cookies 
made by yours truly. What? 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 Did you just say that, March? Did you literally just say you're going to send cookies in the mail? Yeah, I am. Is that risky? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the legality of that, but sometimes you got to you got to ask for, for, what is it? Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. So, and there'll be a couple other little giveaway or goodies too included with that. So these cookies have been enjoyed by people far and wide. I have a general idea of the dosing as well. So I'm not, I can, I can give you some guidance. I've been making these cookies a goddamn long time by now. So don't you worry about that. But yeah, you feel compelled, feel compelled by the power of Marge's cookies. Feel compelled to send me an email bitemepodcast.fastmail.com. Did anybody have a chance to try out the fat bombs from last week? I have made them and I ate them all. So now I need to make more. Super simple recipe. If you missed that one, you can listen to the podcast. Again, that was last week. It's something, uh, fat bomb something. But I also posted the recipe until I get my website up and running and figure out that whole shit show. I posted over on Facebook and probably Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. So you can easily find that recipe. Just look for at Bite Me Podcast, and you should be able to find that post pretty easily because I don't actually post that much or go onto the socials too often because I'm actually trying to trying to like step back from social media a little bit. I've been listening and reading a lot about distractibility and how we distract ourselves with all the social media stuff. I'm sure I don't need to tell you as you as you scroll through Instagram while listening to this and not giving 110% of your attention to my voice, how offended could I possibly be? I'm not offended at all because I'm guilty of it myself. I'm definitely not scrolling right now, but I've been guilty of scrolling through whatever while I'm watching a movie, while I'm doing like three things at once. It's no wonder why this we're so distracted in the world today. So anyway, I'm not on there too often, but if you leave comments or anything like that over there, I will get them eventually. It's just not super fast. Honestly, the easiest thing is for me is email and I can go in, I can check in. I don't get distracted by what, uh, by shiny new objects that somebody has posted because yeah, I'm just like everybody else. I get pretty distracted by stuff. Anyway, I'm hoping to have another guest next week. So that should be fun. Tune in next week. Again, send your questions and all that stuff. I read everything I receive. And until next time, you guys, if you want to make banana bread, be my guest. Fat bombs of the cookies are probably easier, but boy, did that banana bread smell good. Have a great week, guys. And happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.